This is Parenting for the Everyday, a podcast dedicated to meeting parents in the trenches of parenthood. We explore how our faith fits into our parenting. With the help of our guests, we are seeking practical tips on how the gospel can speak into our day-to-day parenting. Hello and welcome. Today's topic is how do you keep parenting from being a source of tension in your marriage? And we have the Micah and Jessica Irwin in studio with Mm. us. Mm-mm. Micah and Jess, tell us about yourselves and tell us about your family. Well, thank you for having us. Um, so, myself, again, Micah Irwin, a bit of a mixed bag of nuts, uh, if I'm honest, right? I have a corporate uh, job and persona, but also you'll find me in the middle of a mosh pit with the rest of the metalheads. I love um, it. As you y- should. <laughs> you, you can't design a better day than cutting grass and cutting down trees. trees. If I can do that in one day, that's my favorite day. But, you know, snowboarder, obviously, uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun with the kiddos now in our lives. And, uh, you know, church, serving the worship ministry, um, and also our marriage ministry, Reengage. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. Yeah, and I think um, in terms of our marriage, I'm the complete opposite of Micah. I'm into sports and relational ministry, so if you're working through a hard time, that's when I love to come in and walk beside people. So um, right now in our parenting life, um, we are in the middle school and late elementary Mm. years. We have two kids. Um, One is very strong-willed and always has been, and the other is a very sensitive person, and so um, it's a it's a bit of a mixed bag with our kids too. Um, so we've we've uh, entered into a season of um, a little more difficulty in our parenting. Tell us uh, just how long you guys been married and why you're so passionate about marriage. Sure. So we actually just celebrated 19 years. Ooh, Monday. We went out in a, a hot dinner with a couple good friends of ours. Some of you may know the McGinleys. Well, shout out to that couple. Yeah. Um, so we've been married 19 years, and one of the things that's made us uh, very passionate about marriage ministry in particular, so our experience, you know, as we we were dating, you know, the concept of biblical manhood and womanhood really captivated me. Now, it be kind of became an afterthought a little bit, quite honestly, in our dating life. We compromised a lot of things, um, did not do things well, and then as we went into our marriage, we also experienced a lot of challenges, and then all of a sudden, right, that little tickler started to come back, and we thought, oh my goodness, what if we actually tried to do this well using the things that we had learned, you know, so many times, <laughs> revolutionary concept, uh, and we found that as our marriage uh improved and became more of a picture, right? As God says, this is what I want you to look like, my church um, and me, husband and wife. Uh, We found that uh, it brought a lot of life back to us, and we started to participate in marriage ministry in the churches, and we saw God doing over and over amazing things. Yeah, we we saw in our life... um very practical examples of what happens to you when your marriage is unhealthy and how it impacts your whole family and your ministry that you're trying to do. That was something that was very important for us, but um, an unhealthy marriage was threatening to destroy all that. And um, at the time, we were our situation was such that um, our kids were really little, and we were in a place where we didn't have a lot of support. And our marriage started to crumble. And so we experienced what it meant to not have that. Mm -hmm. And then conversely, we're now in another difficult season where we're in a place where we have a lot of support and 
God has processed us through a lot in our marriage and and what a unifying experience this is now that we're in a healthy place. Um, but I think for us, in terms of marriage ministry, we're passionate to walk alongside people because we wish we would have had people to walk alongside of us. And it's it's redeeming um, for us to to be able to do that for people. Yeah, there's lots of different factors that affect our marriages. But I read mm-hmm. an article this week that said uh, parenting causes a negative shift in marriages. It cited that two-thirds of couples report that the quality of their relationship dropped within three years after mm-hmm. the birth of a child. Now, I didn't fact-check the article, but I do <laughs> think it's safe to say that parenting adds this complicated layer to marriage. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about why that is. Why do you think uh, that when we add kids that are this joyful thing that you know, you've been wanting maybe and longing for or maybe not um, why do you think it adds such a complexity to it well it's fun and I'm sure everyone listening was nodding along with you on that like mm-hmm. no fact check needed yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. true we all that's we all good. feel it we know it and and I think you know to me what occurs is you go as a single person kind of progression in life you go from the single person, hey, I'm in control, I got it, and I can kind of work on my stuff or control or hide it, whatever, wherever you're at with it. Then you come into marriage, and all of a sudden there's two of you. You know, you've taken one broken person, you've added another broken person, and then what seems like a great idea is to take two broken people, put them together, make more broken people, <laughs> right? And then you just have this compounding effect where you are dealing with more and more sin nature and sin patterns, you know, in different people. Yeah, I like to use uh, the word picture of a fruit in marriage ministry. Um, When there are different things that come into our life that squeeze us, um, what happens to a fruit when you squeeze it, 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 what's inside comes out. And and the same thing is for us. When we have things in our life that squeeze us, we start to see the stuff that's hidden underneath, and it starts to really expose um, the way we react to it, um, the sin patterns that are sitting underneath there, um, and you you aren't always ready for what comes out. You know, you might see anger for the first time in your life. You might see fear or the desire to want to control things. Um, and that may be a very new experience. You may not have been expecting that to come out. And now all of a sudden you're starting to see things in your partner that you didn't know were there and you didn't expect to come out as well. And so sometimes that can be really tough to to deal with what you're what you're seeing for the first time. Yeah, it's funny. Um, before I had Ezekiel, I had quite a few voices in my life that more or less were warning me that right. there were changes coming yeah. in my marriage. Uh, my parents were a great voice of wisdom. I had some coworkers that would would explain some things to me. And I remember, I still remember sitting at my desk and consciously thinking, that won't happen to Sean and I. We're such good <laughs> friends. Yeah. Like totally this won't happen. But sure enough, when I had a, when I had Ezekiel, I felt like I was changing so much that it wasn't fair to him that I had changed. And it felt, I felt so guilty for that. Like I was starting to not be that same person that he married. Mm-hmm. And it felt so scary and so mm-hmm. lonely. Um, and I think there was all, probably a lot of dynamics that were happening. We were in a similar situation where we didn't have a ton of support bringing mm-hmm. in a new life, but we were mm-hmm. also very much trying to figure it out mm-hmm. on our own and with each other. And I wasn't sure. There were moments I wasn't sure are we ever going to find each other again? Are we ever going to recognize each other again? And it was so scary. Yeah, I mean, we and we see this all the time in our marriage ministry. With each season of life, new things 
come at us and and they can always expose things in us or bring things out that we just aren't mm-hmm. necessarily ready for. And it's it's throughout your marriage that you're, you're constantly changing and growing and becoming not different people um, at your core, but but you're seeing different mm-hmm. sides of yourself come out. Yeah. What would you say the danger would be to not being on the same page in marriage or being uh, really disconnected in a certain area of your lives? What would be the danger of that? Mm-hmm. Well, it, um, it's neat, you know, when you use the word, you know, same page, you know, people, you, you think of two individuals maybe staring, you know, at a book or whatever. And the way we started realizing and even uh, in marriage ministry working, some of you still remember the Ionetta's. Up, up at Silver Creek, and shifting the metaphor a little bit, the image to the team. If you're not on the same team, it is very difficult to reach the goal. Uh, and so, when you're not, one of the dangers, you know, particularly for the kids, you know, in a parenting context, is now they are looking. Despite what your kids will tell you and, and what they say and behave, they are looking for direction. Mm-hmm. for structure. They're looking at you and trying to understand how should I live? What should I be like? And when you have one clear signal, we're going this way, this is who we are, how we are, uh, it's easier for them to start to internalize and make that a part of who they are. When you see two different signals, then you're you're creating dissonance. They don't know who to follow. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And in terms of marriage, I know in in our story, um, it was easy for me to really point the finger at Micah and say, you're my enemy here. You know, if you could just come home and parent and join in with what I'm doing instead of trying to bring your own flavor into it, we could get a lot further. And it, and it really started to make me bitter towards him. I was with the kids more all day, and right. I assumed, you know, I'm the one who's doing what we need to do here, and, and you're, bringing all, you're bringing something different. And I just didn't appreciate him. It made me look at him in a negative light and as someone who was working against me rather than working with me toward a common purpose. I just I think that that's what the enemy wants, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to plant mm-hmm. those seeds of bitterness and competitiveness yeah. and yeah. dissension between couples. Right. Well, I think that that is so easy to do. And just mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And re-engage actually helped me learn this a lot. But mm-hmm. those early years of parenting, it's so common for the guy to feel like he needs to go out and provide and for the woman to feel like she's alone in this and mm-hmm. being the homemaker and being um, with the kids all day, every day. And when you turn so intrinsically mm-hmm. and see only your own world, it starts mm-hmm. that division, that chasm that has grown to grow wider and wider and wider because the man feels like, I'm out, I'm working, I'm doing this for the family. And the woman feels like, I'm home, I'm taking care of everyone, I'm doing this for the family. And no one's connecting anymore or yeah. seeing the other person or right. sometimes not even talking, depending on right. the ages of your kids and how many you have. It's a really, really challenging period in a marriage and in a life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's very easy for your kids to get that slot before yes. your spouse. Just Sometimes it's, it's just by physical space. necessity. Yeah. Like, I need to feed the child yeah. to keep right. it alive. And so um, what advice would you have to kind of fight against that grain? So the... The idea that you can fall into, you know, a 
good marriage. You can fall into being a good parent and having a good family dynamic. It is not true. That's one of the lies that this world can tell us or the enemy can cause us to believe. And so one of the things that you can do is to prioritize and understand what it means to connect, what it means to be on the same page. Um, So there's a couple ways you can do that. So you can uh, participate in ministries like marriage ministries like Reengage, where it walks Mm -hmm. you through a formal Mm -hmm. way of understanding your spouse and Mm -hmm. thinking of ways and becoming aware of places you are disconnected. Um, But it can also look as simple as starting the conversation with each other to say, We have a goal. I would like to feel more connected with you. What does that look like for you? How do you, when do you feel the most connected with me? Describe what that is. Because most of the time, we kind of assume that we can read each other's mind and Mm -hmm. they know that Jessica knows, boy, if we were like cutting a tree down together, like that would be like the best. I'd feel so connected. But that's not going to come to her mind, right, unless we talk about it. So that can be one thing that you can do is just talk about what it means to be connected, how it feels, and what can do that for you. Yeah, like Micah said, it, it, the natural way of life is is to kind of just be passive and do whatever comes, you know. And, and the voices of kids are, are a loud one. They have a lot of needs, rightly so, you know. We, we have to take care of those, and yet... I think we always need to be assessing the health of our home and and studying our family and say, is what we're doing working to keep us connected? Are we emotionally connected to one another? Is there intimacy in our home? Are we we moving in the right direction? Um, and, And then be willing to remove anything that is hindering that activities, extra things that are pressing in on us, whether it's our time commitment or relationships or good things. even ministry, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how much we're involved in that, understanding the priority of, of making sure that our home is, is a safe place and a place to rest and come together and, and that that is actually what's happening. Um, I think I think that has been one of the challenges, and especially as you get into when your kids are a little bit older and they they start to have a lot of their own schedules, right. and <laughs> those things always want to threaten the the unity of your home just for sake of not being together um, enough. And so, are we willing to remove anything that's stealing uh, the intimacy of our family? I think it's also kind of being willing to have that check-in more than once. That it's not, uh, we checked in at the beginning of our marriage and this is how you feel connected and this is how it's always going to be. Because sometimes those things change. I know a lot of mamas out there that change from maybe a love language that was physical touch to now a love language that is acts of service. Mm -hmm. And it's having that check-in with your partner to know, am I still meeting your needs? Am I still willingly connecting with you in a way that you're receiving it? Um, and not just kind of putting you on cruise control, thinking that I'm doing these things that I'm really not, that aren't meaning the same that they did yeah. even yep. months ago. We've been involved in, in reengaged for several years now, and we've always said we do better as a whole family when we're involved in it and we're working through our marriage. We see um, just how much that does for everybody. And if we step away from proactively working on that, we start to see it the the intimacy drain out of our home there's a drift to us and 
you can start to identify it happening uh, much quicker, but always maintaining that that effort um, is really valuable. Let's move kind of from some general ideas to maybe sure. some more specifics. Mm-hmm. And so one easy way to be uh, completely on a different page than your spouse is the way that you parent. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring so much of that in from the way you were raised and good things and bad things. And so what happens when you when you and your partner want to parent completely different ways? Yeah, well, a big mental shift for me was um, understanding that the ways Micah and I are different, which is in most ways, <laughs> are actually a complement to one another. And they're not working against each other. I see areas where um, I'm weak and he's strong. For example, um, I tend more toward the grace relationship side of parenting, where um, I always want to preserve the relationship first. Um, But Micah uh, is more comfortable in a structured, disciplined environment. For so many years, I looked at that as a hindrance to our relationship. And yet, over time, I saw our kids respond to him much better because they knew the expectations. They knew where the line was. They knew the structure of how we were going to parent. And so it was that shift for me to say, you know what? A little structure and rules and discipline is actually a really good thing that complements my parenting well. And and I think Micah kind of saw the same thing in me. And we've been able to kind of help each other grow in that way toward the middle and not be so polar opposites. We've both kind of adopted things from the other in how we parent. Yeah, but what had to happen there is you guys had to have a conversation about it or you had to look and see. You very easily could have been like, I don't push back. I want none of this. And, you know, um, so there is a level of communication of having to sit down and say, okay, I'm doing it this way. You're doing it this way. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about it. Let's look at scripture. Let's, you know, pray about it. And then how do we move forward with our strengths and our weaknesses as one? Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately for us, it was the complete breakdown of our marriage that that started that. And, And as we began to work on our marriage, then our parenting followed in line with, with becoming united and we began to appreciate each other more. And the other thing that it made me think of, right, is you start to learn who your children are. Mm-hmm. So it also depends on who they are. We, we talked a little bit about it earlier, and it's amazing. You know, they're mixed bag of nuts, too. Daughter looks like Jessica and is totally me <laughs> inside. Huh? You know, he is looks like me, totally Jessica on the inside. You know, he's a little more sensitive. So as we learned who the kids were as well, mm-hmm. as we talked... I said, man, I'm going to come down on him hard. I'm going to just nail him, right? We know where the line is. Now he knows what happens. <laughs> and Jessica could, could softly enter and said, well, well, you know he's more sensitive, right? He's going to carry that and beat himself up about it. Mm-hmm. What if you talked about it this way? And for me to realize, hey, God has gifted her with that different view. And I listened to it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's right. He'll beat himself up for weeks if I say this to him. But I can still... Uh, talk with him about it, um, but have a totally different impact on the way he takes it by adopting some more of the way Jessica would approach it. Yeah, currently our our daughter's in middle school, and and when I try to say something to her, she immediately has a very strong reaction to me, but Micah can say the same thing to her and have a, a much better reaction from her. And so we've begun to leverage him in in that relationship, um, and he's like taking more babe. priority. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really been 
a great thing to realize the strength he brings um, where I, I don't have the opportunity with her. Yeah, and the the flexibility to yep. to lean into. Okay, we thought we we're going to do it this way, yeah. but this is the way that works with our gifts and what yeah. God has tasked before us. Yeah, and I think that's such a great conversation to have with your partner and to be encouraged to continue to mm-hmm. have. But even deeper, what happens when you're married to someone that either doesn't know the Lord or when faith starts growing pretty unequally within the relationship? Yeah, the going back a little the comment. You know, God has brought two people together, right? And you have to to recognize, even if it's not in the ideal circumstances, right? We all went to, maybe we did, went to Sunday school and like, oh, this is how you work. You find somebody, you get it. It doesn't always work that way. Um, What we're called to is to model Jesus at all times and in everything. Um, So stay strong. You know, we know know it's tough and it's easy to talk about, but... um, the opportunity you have is even when you're coming from very different places, maybe even um, how you view Jesus is still to have a discussion around, well, what is the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? What's it look like? Because no matter where you are and what points of view you're coming from, if you can align on what that looks like, then you can talk about, well, how do we work towards it? What do we do? Yeah, working working always for the peace of your home and and not division, but finding those bridges of unity where you do align maybe in your values and, and the things that you are heading in the same direction on, just celebrating those things. I celebrate what you bring to the table, um, even if it's not in line with your ultimate um, purpose in life, which is following Jesus Christ. Maybe they're not in line with that. And and you know, the worst thing we can do is try to force them to come in line with what we're doing. Um, but modeling Christ to them, allowing the Holy Spirit to show them, wow, that's actually a great way of looking at life. Um, and then, you know, I believe the the wisdom of God outlasts the wisdom of the world. And so we don't have to to panic that they're not maybe looking at things the same way we as we are, but but allowing the Lord to actually draw them closer. Um, to what he has for your family, even if it's not fully aligned. Um, we can't force that. Yeah, I love that. Um, what are some practical steps to do to invest in your marriage, to get on the same page, to have this communication, to move forward in unity towards a goal? What are some practical practical steps that couples can do? So one of the things I've, I've talked about a little bit already, and it, it might seem hokey to you listening, um, but it is to sit down and have a discussion about what is the purpose of our family? What are we here for and to accomplish? It sounds silly. Well, we're just supposed to have life and we eat and we sleep and, you know, just keep going. That's not the purpose, right? God has put you here, gifted you with children for what? Mm-hmm. Take that exercise. Try to put something down. You're not going to get it right the first time. It, it doesn't matter. Um, put something down um, because that discussion by itself will spin off a lot of other discussions uh, that you can have. And so it's something real simple that you can do. We've even encouraged you know some couples, write it out, put it on a chalkboard, put it in a little picture frame, put something around the home to then you can point back to and remind when you experience those moments of division, in arguments or breaking out, we've not 
hung it up, but I metaphorically like point with my hand to the wall when I'm talking to the kids. And I ask them, is that who we are? No. You know, <laughs> but, you know, everyone starts to get a rhythm and an identity, you know, starts to, starts to come out through having that discussion. Yeah, it reminds me um, of early on in our marriage, we were sitting down and trying to form a budget because we knew we were supposed to be financially responsible. Um, but That's one of the, the theory. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> so they say. Yeah. But one of the one of the um, things that it did was was we sat down together and we decided together where we were going to spend our money and we agreed upon where we were going to spend our money. And then after that, if there were places where I wanted to spend money and and we didn't have it in the budget, it wasn't Micah telling me no. It was the budget we agreed upon saying this isn't what we agreed to do with our money. And I think kind of what Micah was saying, when we map out and identify this is the direction we want to go, we may not be carrying out ideally, but we can always come back and say, are we going that direction still? And sometimes you reassess. Sometimes you say, you know what? I think we're in a season of life where these are the priorities and this is what we want to look like. And I, and I think the more that you can kind of bring yourself back to center and hopefully centered on the Word of God, um, it can bring you back in line always. Because our natural desire is to pursue our own interests and to pursue our own ideas. And and that can change over time. But but if you keep bringing it back in line, you'll, you'll keep going that same direction, even as two very different or sinful and flawed people. Yeah, and the key being carving out that time to sure. keep reassessing, to Absolutely. keep like having conversations, which is easier in some seasons than others. And mm-hmm. some seasons you might get to leave the house and go out and do that. And other season it's, you know, sushi on the couch when the kids have gone to bed, Absolutely. but still making a priority to have that time. Yeah, absolutely. And it letting go of the expectation of what it should be. Yes. You know, um, that was a big lesson learned for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, you know, reconnecting with Jessica and like celebrating meant, okay, we got to go get dressed up. We got to go out to a nice restaurant. We got to do this. We got to do that. And through discussing it, she said, babe, it's, it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. I would love it if we just sat here in the evening, you know, one night a week, and we talked about us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's it. That's that it. sounds horrible. That's not quite as fun. It was, was a lot easier than I thought. Um, and so, yeah, not taking for granted, you know, that, hey, you think it's something big. It can be in the small things that really knit you two together and pull you along. I think that's such a great tip as far as, Michael, what you were saying of having something written or hung mm-hmm. up or in some form mm-hmm. that's concrete because I think that – in bad seasons and sometimes in good seasons, you can start to stray away from what that purpose is because mm-hmm. it's easy to get wrapped up. When everything's going great, you don't need your dependence on the Lord or you don't need um, as much time in prayer because it's not a bad season. And so kind of always remembering what that purpose is and what direction you're going is a huge takeaway for, for me. Yeah, even in in thinking about having that conversation I know for for many of us, even how to have the conversation can can seem like big mountain, a big mountain to climb. Yeah, yeah. because um, you're not sure how you'll react, or if we'll fight, or if we'll you know come to the same place, and then what? And and in reengage, we do a lot of that work on how to make it safe to have conversations like that. How do we honor our partner, and how do we? 
uh, not do the things that will cause them to want to retreat away from having those conversations. And, and so we've seen great value in even the steps ahead of having that conversation to to learn how to do it in a productive way that's going to lead you forward and not be destructive to your relationship. This has been so great. You guys have left us with so much uh, just wisdom and truth and realness, and I'm I'm so thankful. Um, if our listeners hear one thing from you here, which I hope they hear more than that, but if they only hear one thing, what is the one thing that you really want them to take away? So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Be proactive with this topic. It, it is up to you. There's no one that can do it for you. You are responsible to create these conditions for growth mm-hmm. in this area, and so. You know, I've challenged some people that, that we talk to, hey, what are you going to do to work on your marriage? Ah, it's a real tough season right now. Okay, season two comes. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you going to do? Ooh, another tough season. Different than the first one, still really tough, don't have time. Third season comes. Ah, still don't have time. And then I have to ask the question, when do you think that's going to change? Mm-hmm. Do you see the pattern? Mm-hmm. Um Take take stock, note what's happening in your life. Do you see that trend? And if you see that, hey, no space is going to come, you got to take a step forward and say, I'm going to make space for it. So be proactive about it. Yeah, I would, I would add just be willing to do whatever it takes to fight for your family. And, and we realize that in a home, your relationship with God is, is that bedrock, that foundation from which everything else is built. And then comes your marriage. That's that's the next level of the foundation. And and if we just allow that to crack and crumble, we know it happens to a house when you let the foundation crumble. Um, be willing to do whatever it takes to, to get ahead of that and not allow it to get to that place. So entering re-engage. We have a session coming up in September. And um, I believe that not waiting until you have a big mountain ahead of you or you're in crisis is a great way to proactively care for your your home and the foundation of your home. Um, and I'm going to add in a second one. I'll take that license. But <laughs> I think just for us um, in this season right now is asking God for wisdom. And it we have prayed that prayer more recently than than we ever have in our life and just say, God, we know what we want to do with this. What do you want to do with this? We don't know the best way. Show us, please, because um, we don't want to misuse these gifts you've given us and our family and our kids. We want to honor God with what we're doing. Mike and Jess, thank you so much for being here. Thank mm-hmm. you for talking about Absolutely. your family and just opening that door of vulnerability. I know I learned a lot. I know a lot of our listeners will take a lot from this time with you. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Parenting for the Everyday. Everyday.